paying attention to the smallest things that we say and do can have the biggest impact on our lives. I'm Sue Norton Marsh, a psychotherapist and coach, on a mission to share tools and techniques you can use every day and become your own expert coach. Episode 2 How the Brain Works in Stress and Anxiety. Many of us have heard words like well being and resilience. And we all know that we should get proper sleep, eat well, move our bodies and nourish our minds. So given that we know these things, we should know exactly what to do when we are feeling anxious or stressed, right? But somehow, despite this knowing, we still find ourselves in the same old and helpful thinking pattern and then decide that this is just how it's going to be for us. It doesn't have to be like this. You can take back control. You just need to know how your brain works. Let me explain. When I talk about what happens to us when we are in a state of continued stress and anxiety, I'm going to focus on two parts of your brain. The first part is the prefrontal cortex. This can be found just behind your forehead. This is the part of your brain that makes you you your brilliant personality. It's also the part that is used to operate computers and drive cars. It uses evidence to make decisions. It is rational. If you like, it's the thinking brain. The second part is the oldest, more instinctive part of your brain at the back of your head, just as it meets the neck. It is the part that reacts to danger in an instant and controls unconscious vital functions in your body, such as breathing and heart rate. This is the part that looks after what we call fight or flight. This is sometimes called the primitive brain. Now, when we operate from the thinking brain at the front, we are balanced, brave individuals, and we can see the world as it really is. When we operate from our primitive brain at the back, because it responds only to immediate danger, it can only offer us three reactions. Fear, (coughs) anger, or depression. You see, the primitive brain, in doing its job, does not care if you are happy, lucky, or fulfilled. It only cares about you staying alive. So it does this by making you stop moving forward, react irrationally, or hide away from the world. Now that's great if we are in real danger, like a big grizzly bear is outside your house. But sometimes we end up with the primitive brain in charge, even if there are no bears. So what is happening? Let me describe a situation. You are having a perfectly good day, and then a negative thought pops into your head. For example, I don't think that person likes me. And as soon as you have one negative thought, a second one pops in very quickly. I wish I hadn't done that thing. And then a third. I'll never be able to achieve that. And before you know it, a perfectly good day just took a negative twist and you feel completely different. And because our primitive brain does not know the difference between our thoughts and reality, we start to feel a sense of unease. Now, the brain stores stress and anxiety in the form of chemicals. 
these chemicals are collected, if you like, into a stress bucket. And throughout the day, depending on how stressed or anxious you are, this bucket slowly fills up until it overflows and you feel exhausted, flat and not the balanced, brave individual you were before. And because our stress hormones rise, the brain thinks there is a threat, as if that bear were outside your house again. And the brain doesn't know the difference between your thoughts and reality. I'll say that again. Your brain doesn't know the difference between your thoughts and reality. And so primitive brain kicks in and your heart rate goes up. And the brain chooses between fight or flight. And when we let primitive brain take charge, it will only ever see angry bears. Even if they are actually just teddy bears. Good morning, Christopher Robin. Oh, good morning, Winnie the Pooh. So that person who said something you felt was negative, that news item, that negative feedback, that argument, all feel like a threat to your existence and primitive brain takes over. So how do we get back to the front of our brain being in charge and being happy, brave individuals? Well, we need to empty the stress bucket every day. And we do this through sleep. Specifically, rapid eye movement sleep, or REM. This is the part of sleep where we dream and create a narrative of the day. As we pass through REM sleep, we are literally emptying the stress chemicals from our brain. And that's great if we always get a good night's sleep. But sometimes, you know, when you get a bed stressed or overtired, you might fall asleep really quickly, but then suddenly wake up in the middle of the night. And primitive brain loves the still of the night. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Then you start thinking a negative thought. And another, and another, and another. And before you know it, just as you're supposed to be emptying the brain of stress, you are slowly filling it up again. And you wake up in the morning with primitive brain still in charge, as it believes you are under threat with the negative thinking patterns. And it says, great, you are alive. Let's do all of that again. And again. And again. And because primitive brain is five times more powerful than any other part of your brain. Yep, that's right. Five times more powerful. We need to do a workout for the front part of our brain to stay in charge and give us that all-important balance. So what's the workout? Well, the workout is this. Positive thinking, positive action and positive interaction. Now, sometimes when you feel negative or stressed and someone says, hey, think positively, it's often not at all helpful. So working on positive action and positive interaction naturally leads to positive thinking. It is important to practice this consistently in order to form a natural habit. The best way to do this is to choose one thing to change in your life, however small, that contributes to a positive action or interaction 
each day. You'll need to practice for at least two weeks and have proper sleep in between so that your brain has a chance to learn and notice when your primitive brain is taking over. So I invite you today to simply do one thing to start this brain workout. Remember, choose something simple that you feel able to do that is either a positive action or a positive interaction. It can be as simple as drinking more water or going for a walk with a friend. Do this every day and don't allow yourself to be distracted by trying other things until you have made this a habit. Then when you have practiced this new thing, come back and join me in the next episode where we continue our brain workout and I discuss in more depth positive actions and positive interactions. And don't forget to notice what works.